This is the IEEE USA Insight Podcast, Episode 3, a monthly program featuring news, information, and updates from IEEE USA headquarters in Washington, D.C. And now your host, Chris McMains. Thank you, John, and hello, listeners. I hope your summer is off to a good start. Whether you're new to our podcast or a return visitor, welcome. Let's begin with some news from IEEE USA. The IEEE Washington office is abuzz with 10 summer interns. Seven are participating in the WISE program, the Washington Internships for Students of Engineering, including three sponsored by IEEE. Devin Cornell is an electrical engineering major at Missouri University of Science and Technology. Kara DeCoste is studying electrical engineering with a concentration in power and energy systems at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. She is a recipient of the IEEE Power and Energy Society Scholarship Plus Initiative, which provides scholarship money to students who consider a career in electric power and energy engineering. Nikhil Garg just graduated from the University of Texas with a degree in electrical and computer engineering and will be entering Stanford University to pursue a Ph.D. The WISE program, for eight weeks each summer, introduces students to how government officials make decisions on complex technological issues and how technology professionals can contribute to the public policy process. IEEE USA is also pleased to host three students who are assisting our government relations staff this summer, one from the University of Virginia and two from Navajo Technical University in New Mexico. Jill Johnson, a former electrical engineer who teaches at the Johnson Aerospace and Engineering High School in St. Paul, Minnesota, was among the teachers honored with a Discovery Educator Award on June 8th. Held at the National Academy of Sciences in Washington, D.C., the awards recognize educators who are helping students in grades 6 through 12 discover engineering. Roxana Hajizada, who represents IEEE USA on the Discovery Steering Committee, attended the ceremony. NCEES, the National Council of Examiners for Engineering and Surveying, is seeking licensed electrical and computer engineers to participate in a professional activities and knowledge study for the PE electrical and computer exams. The results will be used to update specifications for the exams, which are used throughout the United States for licensing purposes. IEEE USA volunteers have played a key role in establishing these professional engineering exams. Search for NCEES and Computer and Electrical Exams for more information. The online survey must be completed by August 7th. Time now for Georgia Stelluto with the IEEE USA Conference Calendar. It's summertime and the living is easy here in the nation's capital. I'm Georgia Stelluto and it's time for your July IEEE USA Conference Update. On the 26th through 30th of July, check out the IEEE Power and Energy Society General Meeting, PESGM 2015, at the Sheraton Denver Downtown Hotel in Denver, Colorado. The theme for this year's annual meeting is Powering Up the Next Generation. Full-day and half-day tutorials will include smart distribution systems, energy forecasting in the smart grid era, renewable energy systems modeling and dynamic performance, smart substations, and more. 
And on the 30th of July through the 1st of August, it's the IEEE Conference of Technologies for Sustainability, SUSTEC, at Weber State University in Ogden, Utah. The goal of the IEEE Technologies for Sustainability Conference is to explore the development and application of science, engineering, and technology to promote sustainability in agriculture, alternative energy, energy efficiency, transportation, smart grid, and societal implications on the quality of life. And from the 8th through the 11th of October, attend the 2015 IEEE Global Humanitarian Conference at the Doubletree Hotel in Seattle, Washington. This cross-disciplinary annual conference brings together communities and individuals in engineering, science, technology, industry, academe, government agencies, NGOs, charities, and funders interested in applying technology to develop effective solutions for the challenges facing the world's underserved. Other upcoming conferences of note are the World Maker Fair in Queens, New York on the 26th through 27th of September, the IEEE NUNEB DC Utility, Utility Power Conference and Exhibition on the 26th through the 28th of October in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, the 2015 International Conference on Connected Vehicles and Expo, ICCVE in Shenzhen, China on the 26th through the 30th of October, the 2015 IEEE Regions 1 and 2 Women in Engineering International Leadership Summit in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the 6th of November, the IEEE Signal Processing in Medicine and Biology Symposium, SPMB, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the 12th of December, and the IEEE International Conference on Wireless for Space in Extreme Environments, WISE, W-I-S-E-E, on the 14th through the 16th of December in Orlando, Florida. For more information on upcoming conferences, go to the IEEE USA homepage at www.ieeeusa.org and click on Conferences. Hope you can attend some of these exciting conferences and events. Remember, connecting with and networking with your peers is one of your most valuable professional tools. Don't miss these great opportunities. I'm Georgia Stelluto for IEEE USA. In the IEEE USA Insight Spotlight, we bring you close up to a newsmaker or public figure with a quick one-on-one interview. This month, Chris talks to Dr. Paul Werbos, a member of the IEEE USA Energy Policy Committee and Committee on Transportation and Aerospace Policy. He also serves on the board of directors of the National Space Society. Dr. Werbos discusses his concerns about current space policy. I'm here with Paul Werbos, recently retired from NSF. Paul, thank you very much for joining me in the studio. Thank you, Chris. Paul, I I know you from a number of committees that you're on here at IEEE USA, Energy Policy Committee, Committee on Transportation and uh, and Aerospace and Transportation Committee. And uh, I know that you're very interested in space. Yes. And uh, we've got the 46th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing on the moon coming up July 20th. And uh, you were telling me a little bit earlier, you've, you've kind of, uh, you've been fascinated by space for years and have mm-hmm. followed it for years. And uh, uh, what do you think, when you think back of the Apollo landing, what, what comes to mind? A lot of emotions. I lived all that. I didn't appreciate John Kennedy as much as I should have back when he was president. 
But I, but I often think back to a couple of the important things he said. One of them was, we go to the moon not because it is easy, but because it is hard. And I really wish people in space policy would really remember and understand those words. Because we have opportunities now in space that are way beyond what we had then. Then we had just an opportunity to land. Now there are opportunities to make space economically sustainable with people in space. But we can't do it without new technology. I see wars breaking out in Washington. You know, the left and the right, and they both go crazy because they're so busy fighting for their side, they don't pay attention to the technology development. But John Kennedy did. What was really great about the Apollo program, I, I looked at the budget for NASA in those periods. It was all really advanced, aggressive technology development. It was what we needed to get to the moon at lower cost, but it was also what we needed to get our economy going. The productivity in the U.S. economy grew faster in the Apollo years than any other time in the 20th century. And some people say it's a great mystery. I look at those technologies. I look at their impact. It's not a mystery to me. We could be doing the same thing today, but we have a lot of people who want to be conservative and cautious and do a rerun of the same expendable rockets they used before. And there are also people who say, oh, but we love Elon Musk. Bring God to Washington and that will save us. Elon Musk is the new Andrew Carnegie. But the thing is, Andrew Carnegie was great. He was important. But he never would have amounted to anything really if it weren't for another guy called Bessemer who developed the process that made Carnegie's enterprises work. We needed that advanced technology and Germany was the only place that had it then. The U.S. does now, but it's at risk, frankly. The way this country is going, will we produce the Bessemer we need? Will we produce the advanced technology we need? And I'm, I was glad to be part of the IEEE policy group that put together the new launch policy document, which, so far as I know, is the only blueprint out there for how to make this stuff work in the real world. And uh, it hasn't had the publicity yet it should have, but if we don't move in the real world, It'll all be dreams, dreams of the wet dreams of the left, wet dreams of the right. It'll never be real if we don't really push the new technology directions, which require courage and risk and all kinds of competitive, independent, intellectual thinking that's not as popular these days on the left or the right. And thank God at least IEEE can stand up for technology. And that's why I'm glad to be part of this enterprise. So where do we stand now? Uh, we know that we, we don't have our own shuttle vehicle system to get astronauts back and forth. Uh, yeah. What's going on in that area? Well, like I say, it's not encouraging. <laughs> um, they wanted to do a rerun of Apollo because it's a good jobs program and we know how to do it. There's no risk in doing what you've already done. At some point, Congress decided that wasn't a good use of money, so they invented a new thing. And then all of a sudden, gee, it was the same old expendable rocket. It still was an advanced technology. It still was a way to spend lots of money that wasn't going to change anything. And they're still working on that in the U.S. And that's in the civilian space program. In the military space program in the U.S., there's some more exciting things. There's a thing called XS-1 at DARPA and a thing called X-37B. But XS-1 doesn't have enough money to do the job. Um, Boeing wanted a reusable launch vehicle. Never got very far in the politics. If we had that, 
There are things we could do that are really interesting. But we are losing the people who could do it. The key engineers are retiring. Right now, the most exciting space plant I know in the world is in India. Can you believe India ahead of the U.S. and China? They have a hypersonic test vehicle. But the Indians, they're very smart, but I don't think they know some of the lessons that we learned in this country. So India by itself, I don't think they'll be able to do it, but at least they're trying. They're at least trying something good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope they succeed. Well, you know, we could, uh, this is definitely a fascinating subject. You told me before we went on air, we could easily talk for, uh, you could talk for hours on this subject, but, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a, we've got a little bit of time. We have to be considerate of uh, the time of Of our viewers. So thank you very much, Paul, for joining me. And uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. IEEE USA's free monthly ebook to members in July is The Best of Backscatter from Today's Engineer, Volume 3. Author Donald Christensen, in his own Andy Rooney-like way, brings life to his stories with informative columns and humorous quotations. Titles include Math, What Good Is It?, Make or Buy, and The Mouse That Wouldn't Quit. From July 1st to August 15th, IEEE members can download a complimentary copy of this ebook by going to IEEE USA shop and using promo code JULYFREE. This is just one of the many benefits of IEEE membership. Not a member? Go to IEEE.org backslash join to find out why you should be. IEEE USA is also offering a free webinar on disability income protection insurance in July. This insurance is offered to IEEE members through our friends at Mercer Consumer and is part of the IEEE Member Discounts Program. The event is set for Thursday, July 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Search for IEEE USA webinars to register for this presentation. And if you miss it or any other webinar from IEEE USA, they are all archived on our website. IEEE USA Insight is featuring a story about a teenager who developed a low-voltage heat source worn inside a jacket to help relieve the pain felt by mastectomy patients. India Glennon, 13, designed schematics for the device with the help of her mom, IEEE member Carol Glennon. India was inspired to create the device to help soothe the pain her mom experienced after undergoing a bilateral mastectomy in 2008 and several additional operations. To read more about India's care coat, go to insight.ieeeusa.org. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and join us again for our next episode. I'm Chris McMains in Washington, wishing you and your family a wonderful day. This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article. Send us email at insightpodcast at IEEEUSA.org. Visit Facebook at facebook.com slash IEEEUSA or connect with us at Twitter at IEEE USA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.